Hi, this is Nancy Erald, and welcome to High Road to Humanity and Nancy's Psychic View on the High Road. And today I have James Parker here. And James, welcome to High Road to Humanity. Well, thank you for having me. So glad to be here. Yeah. I'm excited you're here. Now you're in Chicago, is that right? I'm in Chicago, yes. Okay, how's the weather? It's going to uh, snow here. <laughs> well, it's mild, actually, uh, for February. I, I, I'm surprised. Okay. All right. Well, you guys, we're going to be talking about, just so you have a feel, the wealth spark. And I told James before the show, boy, this was needed for myself personally. And I'm going to tell you guys, this is really a good book. He gets it. And we're going to hear his story. And we're going to talk about affirmations and how, how do we get out of that mindset, that that poverty mindset and how do we get into the wealth mindset because that's really what this is i believe down to the core what do you think yeah yeah absolutely i agree in fact uh, we 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 tend to be so stuck in a in a poverty or scarcity mindset and really it, we're unconscious of it most times and if we could just get out of that yes using exactly. affirmations and visualizations and gratitude and those things yeah. And, you know, James Parker is a senior minister, you guys. He's the CEO of the Unity Chicago, Illinois Church, and he has an extensive um, entrepreneurial and leadership background across across multiple industries. So he's uh, that includes telecommunications, construction. He's done real estate, business consulting and development, as well as restaurant and hospitality. Now, he is a respected leader. And he's an inspirational change maker. I like that. And Reverend James Parker elegantly interweaves profound spiritual insights into this book. And this is what we're going to talk about today. So make sure you share this show with people. Um, before we get into it with James, I just want to say I will be at the Conscious Life Expo in LA. Hopefully it'll stop raining out there. Um, I'm not flying out till Thursday, but it's this weekend and it's the 22nd Conscious Life Expo. It's at... Um, the LAX Hilton. So I'll be teaching angel communication and spiritual law, and I'll be teaching people how to ground and how to connect with the divine source. So it's going to be a good one. Come and see me. I'll be there Saturday night. Okay. Saturday evening. And that's the 10th of February. Then just so you guys know, I am going to be in Florida and that's March 16th and 17th. I'm very excited. I'm going to be at Boca Deerfield. I'm going to be speaking about the angelic realm and of course about the divine source and how to connect. So come and see me, you guys. It would be really great if everybody came to visit and everybody's going to get their wings. So, hey, <laughs> there you have it. James, I want to get into this book and I want you to tell me your story. You say the real measure of your wealth is how much you've been worth if you lost all of your money. Yes. <laughs> so, and that's, a, and that's a very dynamic statement because, you know, most of us measure our, ourselves by yeah. our, our finances, by the misconception that if we have uh, financial success that we'll that will have also great uh, emotional and physical well-being. And that's just not true. And so I, I really want people to know that their worth is uh, something way beyond uh, just finances or money. Yes. Wow. And, you know, I have to tell you, it took me many years to get to that point, you know, where you value yourself and you realize that it's not the stuff, it's the soul, it's the person, you know? Yes, yes. Yeah, it, it's it's truly a, uh, a a a lifting of your consciousness of coming into you know an awareness of your truth that the spirit of God lives within you mm -hmm. and that you have the potential and the power to bring forth and attract anything you desire if you have the right mindset and you you know you get rid of those old bad habits that are no longer serving you. 
Right. And that's what you talk about in the book. Um, you, you can either have a wealthy mindset or you can have the scarcity mindset. And you go through, you know, that we have these limiting beliefs. And I'm just going to talk about this because I think I'm not the only one that's had this. My parents were in the depression. They're both gone now. But my parents went through the depression. And I'm bringing this up because I think a lot of people had maybe had parents who saved, you know, and really said, you know, they had all these things like a penny saved is a penny earned and all these, kind, you know, taught how, and how do we get out of that? I guess that's the big question. <laughs> that, is, that is such a great point. And, 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 you know, I talk about that often because many times we don't know that we are carrying the, uh, the some of the stuff that our parents uh, held and they're carrying stuff that their parents held and we're using that in our everyday lives it becomes a part of our dna a part of our our very mindset not only do do you find that people who went through the depression are, are you know big time savers but they're also big time hoarders and murderers mm -hmm. and you know they kind of get stuck in this this way of doing things and it's kind of a lack consciousness because you know going through something like that you you tell yourself i am never going through this again so the, the concept really uh, evolves around coming into a new way of being. And that's really through seeing your, your highest self and, you know, recognizing that, you know, the words that you use have power. So, you know, getting rid of the negative self-talk and uh, the lack beliefs and, you know, all those other things that kind of hold us back or keep us shackled to a yeah. way of being that no longer serves us. Yeah. And, you know, I, I I can only speak for myself, but when we went through the COVID and we couldn't get toilet paper. Sure. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to bring this up because I know other people are doing this. So now I have, I thought about this the other day before I read your book, but so now I'm like ordering my cases of toilet paper from Sam's Club. Yes. Right. And so I'm always good. And I thought to my, and I'm ordering my dish soap from Sam's Club because so I'll be good. And I order my Tide. So I have plenty. And I started to think to myself, this is nuts. Yeah. I need to just buy what I need and stop freaking out because God takes care of us. Absolutely. The universe <laughs> provides everything we need. You know, it, it, in the Bible, it says it's the Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. And so many of us, we, we kind of, you know, buy and hoard and we, we, we pick up things. And it's not, it's not out of some sense of malice or anything. We're really just trying to be, you know, uh, the, the boys, the inner Boy Scout, the being prepared. Yeah. A lot of times it turns into things being in every corner of your room. Like, why is, why do I have this? And why am I holding on to that? Why do I have a hundred pair of shoes? You know, it's, yes. it's just the way people kind of, you know, spin their way into a, right. um, a challenging situation. Right. Well, I want to talk about, um, you do talk about affirmations and visualizations, and I am huge on affirmations and visualizations. And I want to hear your take on it. I just know that when I don't do them, I don't have a good, has have a great day. I have a better day when I do my affirmations, isn't it? Yeah. And it's evident at this point in my life. So talk about how you did this. How did you figure all this out? Well, how did I figure it out? <laughs> That's uh... So, you know, I, I learned a long time ago that um, there are times when I find myself saying things uh, to myself, because we, we speak more to ourselves than we do anyone else, saying things to myself that are really holding me back. I put things, I was putting things in front of my I am, like I am 
I am so sorry. I am so sorry about that. You know, I, I am not capable. I, I, I can't do this, you know. And so the negative self-talk, you know, really uh, kind of gets embedded in our subconscious mind. And mm. so we have to begin to replace uh, that those thoughts and, and those sayings, those things that we just bring up. And so affirmations became a power for me um, to rid myself of the negative self-talk and replace it with something positive, something that could, you know, have attracting energy that would bring forth my desires as opposed to taking away my good. Yeah. Well, and you give um, different ones in the book and I like that, you know, and I started doing it when I got into real estate, I was a single mom and I needed to draw business to myself and I had a mentor and she'd say, draw it in. And I'd say, what do you mean? And she'd say, draw it in. And so I started seeing affirmations going to work. Like I sell houses like crazy and stuff like that. But I never thought, bless you, James, because <laughs> I never thought to do it like, you know, to change my self-talk a little bit, you know, to change things up. And I like that. So like, what's one that you say? Do you mind if I ask that? Oh, I, I, I have a bunch. But okay. I give me a couple. Tell the audience. I am, I am worthy of the, I am worthy of all my good. I am a child of God. I am a, a creator of masterful things. I am an innovator. I bring forth only light and love. So yeah, I, I love I it. have a bunch. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. And then you also mentioned, uh, I picked some stuff out of your book because I couldn't read the whole thing, but it is really good. You guys, I, I really suggest this. I'm going to take it with me on my trip and finish it because it's something that we all need, you know, and you say surround yourself with positive influence and that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, in, in uh, the 12 step movement, it's, it, there is a saying people, places, and things. And many times in our habits, our attachments, you know, even our addictions, we tend to go back and, and circle back to the same old things that, that keep us trapped in our way of thinking. And, you know, so I, I talk to people uh, all the time about, you know, changing your environment, changing you know, the people that you work with, if you really want to own a business, you know, find business people that you can, that can relate to what you're, you know, experiencing. If you want to get healthy, you know, start finding people who are in, you know, healthy situations. And, and no, that way we bring forth, not only do we uh, evolve around positive influences, but we also begin to attract positive influences into our lives. Well, yeah. And I've realized that as I've raised my vibration, I'm attracted to different people and different people are attracted to me and it's cool. And there's nothing, you know, and this means you're evolving and you're moving forward. Sure. I like that you put five strategies for cultivating a wealthy mindset. And do you mind if I read these? Sure, please. Okay. So the first one is focus on abundance and be eager to learn to grow, take calculated risk, uh, foster a positive outlook and express gratitude. Yes. I like all of those. Do you want to address some of these or do you want to talk? I about absolutely them? can. So, I, you know, I, I really yeah. feel like, you know, we, we kind of get ourselves um, uh, off, off our center when we're not being positive in our uh, outlook, you know, things happen uh, in, in life and, and we do have challenges or problems do show up, but I, I like to call them projects. 
If I mm. call them problems, I'm giving them, I'm giving that power. So I call them projects so that, you know, I open the way for a solution. So I'm always looking for ways to come forth in a very positive way. I don't let things get me down. So I, I want to express to people that you have to have an optimistic approach to life, you know, really see that life is, life is always giving to us and it's something to be so grateful for. Also, we, we, we really have to stay in a mindset of learning and growing, whether that's through books or seminars or webinars, the thing you're doing in LA next week is going to be a beautiful thing. People should watch your show because you can learn things from this. And, and so I want people to stay in a mindset of learning and growing. And so it, it just kind of works that way. You know, gratitude is an energy. And so when we allow ourselves to be grateful for what we have, we attract more good to ourselves. So uh, talking about those things in the book really allows for, you know, gives tools and strategies for people to use to grow the inner muscle, the, the intuitive self, the angel inside. Yes. Well, you know, and it's funny because I'm going to talk about gratitude because I teach about spiritual law and that's one of the spiritual laws that I teach. And I learned that over time. And, um, you know, right now, I just want to say this in the world, there are so many homeless people. There are people who don't have a warm bed. There are people who don't have food to eat. There are people who don't have a roof over their head. And so when you have a home and you're warm and you have food and your health, then you need to be grateful for those things. And it's really gotten down to that. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It, 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 and it's such a, but you know, I, I want I want to be sure to state that even the person that's homeless has something to be grateful for. Uh, okay. I, I don't want that person also to feel like, you know, life has avoided them. You know, they're still in the game if you're in, if you're breathing. And, and I, I really uh, feel that the challenge uh, for many of us, and, and, and as you said, uh, we have a home and we have a life and we have these things uh, and we still take them for granted, even in our situations. And then you see someone, I, I love to, to talk to people about service work because especially if someone comes to me, they're you know, going through a divorce or they're, they're having a challenge or they lost their job, I tell them to serve because if you go and serve and you work with some of these people, you'll begin to have an, a different appreciation uh, for the life you have. And, and you'll begin to, to, to work through, you know, your many challenges. I, I want to say that um, uh, this, this life and this time, especially after COVID, it's been a struggle for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed, you know, a, a, a light sense of depression in our world. Mm -hmm. And so there, there really needs to be a, a paradigm shift of sorts, you know, where people come into and an agreement of oneness of, of knowing that there's a potential inside of them and that they can have anything they desire. Right. We've all got that little spark of God inside yeah. of us. Yeah. yeah. And you know, we're on the same page. I have to say, um, you know, and I just want to say this and I want to know your thoughts on this. This is how I've decided to be, to understand because I don't, I've learned not to judge people. So I feel like we're down here to learn. And if somebody's homeless, maybe they chose that. Yeah, you know, and you know what I mean? And so are you are you kind of thinking that, too, on some of this stuff that maybe that's what they wanted to experience? Because we all came down here to experience. I don't know if you you're in the Unity Church, so I figure you're a little more open minded. Well, I, I look at it a couple of ways. I, OK, I, I absolutely see that, um, you know, the, that there's no such thing as coincidence and that 
I you know, agree. things happen for a reason. You know, there's there's a reason that that is that is happening. And it's always if you if you can have an optimistic approach, it's always to bring forth your highest good. But also there's those times when, you know, we are called to change or to transition and we, we're resistant. Right. And the, cos- and the cosmic two by four will get us. You betcha. <laughs> You're absolutely right. I agree with you wholeheartedly on that one. You know, I did something. I was so, I love this book. I thought it was really good, you guys. I think you guys need to pick this up because you talk about J.R. Rowling's story. And um, I did not know this. Will you tell the audience the story? Because I didn't know this about her. Well, you know, she uh, was a single mom and uh, just kind of working through, you know, trying to figure out things. And she had to hit bottom in order to find her way. And she had a typewriter and she loved to write, but she was not putting it into action. And and so she started writing and, you know, this, this amazing thing came from it. But she, you know, uh, as most authors, you know, she wasn't able to find a publisher and things weren't working out. And, you know, she started visualizing herself with millions of people, you know, reading her book, you know, and then this, this, this practice of visualization began to attract, you know, something new into her life. And Harry Potter, I mean, is. Yeah. Well, and she wrote a letter. She wrote this letter. That's the part I didn't know. I did this, you guys. I really did this today. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And so that's what, and you know why I think it's stuck because of the ink, because she physically used her energy to write that letter. You know what I'm saying? And so this morning I wrote a letter to myself. I think everybody should do this. I'm going to tell everybody out there to do this and write a letter of what you see yourself or what you would, your dream, your dream. Write your it's dream. just your dream, you know? You write it in detail. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know how much detail I got to do, but. <laughs> it's the same story with Jim Carrey. You know, he wrote himself a check for $10 million. When That's right. He was a struggling actor. And, you know, uh, it's, yeah, you're right. It's up, there's something about writing things down. And so I also talk about journaling a lot because it's yeah. so important for us. Many, many of us cannot, um, cannot function in a way where, you know, we're able to speak it or we're able to, you know, express it, but we can certainly, some of us can write it down, you know, and it's, it's the same, write it down, um, put it on, put it on paper. It becomes real to you the moment you put ink to paper. Yeah. Journaling has really saved me in the past few years. Um, I think it's like we get into our head a lot. And for me personally, I write to God and to goddess every day. I used to just write to God. Now I write to God and goddess and I tell him everything and I just get it off my chest basically, you know, and then I just tell him what I'm grateful for all of that. You know, you have nine habits of success for people in this book. Uh, Oh, nine habits of successful people. Let me take that back. And um, do you mind, do you want to go through a few of these? Cause I, they were were pretty good. I I really like these. Um, so first thing is goal setting that you put in here. Successful people set clear and specific goals. Yes. And, and, and you know, it's so important that we start out with a goal. Honestly, everything we do is a goal. We just, we're just not looking at it that way. When we, when we get up to go to the refrigerator, we've set a goal to go to the refrigerator. When we go to put on our shoes, we've set a goal to put on our shoes, you know, these are things we take for granted, but I, I, the, the kind that I am talking about is I want people to begin to 
to take that idea, that divine idea that's within them and begin to create a goal around it. You know, map it out, you know, put it on paper, you know, put the big picture down and then break it into small pieces mm -hmm. and do the ones that you can do. And if you begin to slowly, you know, do those things, you, in a matter of no time, you will have reached that goal. So setting goals is such an important thing. Yeah. And I just want to say it's not in your time. It's in God's time because, yeah, because I've had some goals and it's like, okay, I'm ready. All right, let's do it. And then you look back and think, okay, I wasn't ready. <laughs> What's the saying? We plan, God laughs. Uh, yeah, there you go. I like that. I like that. You also talk about time management. You say time is a valuable resource and successful people know how to manage it effectively, effectively and, yeah. and prioritize, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it's important for us to 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 along with our goals to set time time frames around them, you know. And and what I what I really what I'm really getting at is I don't want people to you know, to waste time, you know, to throw away their time, you know, to looking at notifications or every social media piece or you know what what's happening uh down at the corner store i want people to use their time effectively so i talk about you know doing small goals smart goals the ones that are specific you know ones that are measured ones that are relevant one ones that are time bound you know put a time frame around that goal and you'll begin to work toward achieving it and then you know pick out swatches of time you know give yourself breaks because that's great self-care right use your time effectively yeah, that's one thing I've learned um, to balance fun and work, because yeah. a lot of times I get to be a workaholic. And so, you know, then there's a balance. There really is a balance there. Um, you talk about lifelong learning. Successful people embrace lifelong learning. Um, what do you mean here? They recognize that education is essential for growth. So educate yourself. Is that what you're educate yourself? Uh, yes. Uh, continue to read, uh, find things that interest you and, and, and take a deep dive into them. You know, if, if mm -hmm. it's something that interests you, then it gives you more uh, of a feeling of doing it. So, yeah, yeah. I think uh, lifelong learning is so important. Uh, we, what I what I teach here at Unity is that we are students of, of truth, students of lifelong learning. And so um and there's not a moment that we're not learning anyway, to be honest with you. Our subconscious is taking in everything we see, hear, feel. Yeah, yeah. So we might as well be, you know, directing with it, you know, kind of direct, you know, that um, that that situation, making what we learn uh, something that causes us to, to begin to personally grow. Yeah, that's it. It's growth. I agree with you. It's all about the growth. Uh, you do talk about a positive mindset, and, and it's hard, you know, to always stay upbeat. I'm a real upbeat person and I'm doing my best. I don't know. I think people probably have this, you know, you're in a great mood and then you go somewhere and you encounter a negative individual. Yeah. And it's really hard not to take it personal and to get back into that mindset again. It's a tough one. It's a tough, especially in the world right now. You want to talk about that? It, it, it is tough. Um, and, and, you know, the beauty of, uh, of, creating a positive mindset is that you don't allow things on the outside world to affect you the way you may have if you weren't practicing, you know, positivity and coming into a healthy mindset. But also, um, you know, the, the, 
the reaction that you get from people when they see that you're calm. I know. So, oh my God, when you're calm and relaxed and when, you know, poised and, you know, they can't seem to push your buttons anymore. Oh my God. There's something amazing about that. So coming into a positive mindset just allows you to be at peace. You're talking about my experience on Saturday. I went to uh, I went to get my nails done. I never get my nails done, but I have this event. So I'm like, I'm going to get my nails done. And I made an appointment, of course, you know, and I walk in and I tell them I'm there, but they don't care. And I sat there for a half an hour before wow. they acknowledged me and put me in the chair. And let me just say it was a really bad experience, but um, it took me a bit to get it to get that experience. It's like even though you're positive and centered and I am boy, it's even that energy, that negative energy. It took me a while to get that off and to get that experience out of my head. Like, okay, you just don't go back there. Let it go because your mind's like, oh my God, do you, oh my God. But, but you don't do that. You're like, okay, okay, okay. But it does take, even when you're centered, it takes a while. Well, and people, uh, people have a misconception <laughs> of, of, of positivity. You know, honestly, when, when you have a positive mindset, it means your inner light is really shining. Yeah. The challenge with that is that your inner light is going to attract darkness. It, it is. It's going to attract darkness. And if you come into an awareness of a positive mindset, then you're that much further ahead of the game. You already know it. You're aware. Right. You're awake. So right. When, the, when the darkness shows up, you're able to, you know, remove it, push it away and move it back. But if you're not aware, you know, of your light, many times you'll just let that dark, that dark energy just keep coming to you and keep coming to you. You know, over time, if the dark energy can't find a place in you, it'll go somewhere else. That's right. That's right. Well, and what I've done, and, and I have to say I've changed because years ago I would have like went on about this forever, you know, <laughs> and now yeah, I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. bad experience. <laughs> But I just put the light out. I put the energy out every day. I put love and light out there. Even when I get in the car, I'm like, okay, this is going to go smooth. And I tell the universe, this is how I want it to go. But um, persistence, we were just talking about that kind of a thing. You got to keep going. It's hard, isn't it? People want to give up. It is very tough to keep on going, especially when you're, you're meeting obstacles and roadblocks and different things along the way. Yeah. But, you know, those things are kind of the test, you know, yes. do, you, do you really want it? Do you really want it? Then persist, you know, keep going. You know, once you get over that, that hump, you know, then everything kind of opens up for you and life becomes you know, a really good experience. Yeah. And, you know, I've learned that. And I think hopefully the audience has with, and I'm sure you have with time, that the more things we experience, you know, it changes us and we start to be less reactive and, you know, that kind of a thing. Um, also self-care, you know, you bring it up here in the book and I want to talk about that because I feel like it's a successful people place a priority on their physical emotions, mental well-being. They put themselves first. They put themselves first. Absolutely. You, you, and you absolutely should, you should pay yourself first, you know, first, you know, take care of your physical nature first, take care of your emotional, you know, health first. You should take care of your, your, your relationships first, you know, you, but we don't do this, James. We don't we do, do this. Well, we've been programmed not to by our, you know, by these social norms that are right. right. 
right? Like, we get back to taking care of, you know, the spirit. If the spirit of God or the angels live within us, then mm-hmm. what better to take care of? You know, if, if we take care of ourselves, then we're actually absolutely giving honor and, and praise and goodness, you know, to the spirit. And that can only attract, you know, universal energy and light to us. Right. Well, and that's why I'm so big on connecting with the divine and bringing in the light. I don't know if you guys do that at the Unity Church, but I bring in the light every day. And we have this guardian angel. Mine stands right here. I know she's here. And when you start working with them, I'll just throw this out here because you brought it up. You know, then everything like, you know, someone has your back and you feel more comfortable. Like there's somebody that came with you when you were born and there's somebody that's going to be there when you transition. And we all have one. And why have we not been taught to connect with this loving entity that loves us unconditionally? Yeah, well, and that's, that's, that's the million dollar question. And then- <laughs> it, it, it just seems like, um, you know, worldly conditions and society, you know, would, would prefer us not to right follow that that guide or to listen to our inner angel but it will certainly tell us to to work out and buy supplements and do all these other things for the physical us but it won't tell us to do the good work you know for the inner us for the inner us i have to say something and it's just because i found my daughter sent it to me yesterday and it's like keeps coming into my head so i must supposed i'm supposed to say this So it was on TikTok, actually. My daughter sent me this thing. And Disney has bought the rights to the Bible. What? Yeah. And I wanted to. Good one. (laughs) I want to bring this out. I want to bring this up. You know, everybody can look it up for themselves. She was so upset. She she just emailed me and texted me. And I'm like, what? And she said, Mom, they have bought they're going to do a Bible series. So they bought the rights to the NIV version. And I can't remember what the other, If I don't know if it's the King James version, but they bought the rights. And I'm telling you this because you're a minister. They took out Matthew. Wow. And Matthew is where it says, pray and fast to uh, overcome demons. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. So I'm just going to bring it to everyone's attention today. Everyone can look it up for themselves. But I was so upset. Like I was getting my teeth cleaned yesterday and I'm telling my dental hygienist, you know that Disney bought the Bible, <laughs> but it's getting, it. <laughs> it's getting scary. It's getting scary, you know, but it is everything, everything is being moved into kind of this corporate, you know, yeah. uh, environment in nature. Everything is supposed to follow a certain, you know, organizational you know, way of doing things. So I can absolutely seeing it, but boy, and I, only I telling know. us what we're, what they want us to know. There it is. Yes. They're but I, but, what they want. And they've been doing that for forever. I <laughs> <laughs> know, but now we're waking up and now That's we know, right. That's right. but here's, here's what I told my daughter. And I want to mention this to you and to the audience. I have my Bible from the from our family, from the 1700s. I've got a King James version. I've got an NIV version. You know, it, it would take a long time for them to really get rid of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 I don't even see it happening in, in a couple In our of lifetime. Years. Yeah. You know, it's been tried over and over and over again over the past couple thousand years. There's no way they'd be able to remove Matthew uh, in an American society and it not become something, uh, you know, an issue for people. So, yeah, yeah I, 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 
like the fact that the Bible has come to our soil, if if, if you will. I don't like the fact that Disney, uh, that's kind of. It's a scary thing. Scary thing. Yeah, that, that, that's that's strange. Yeah, it's very strange. Well, as, I just wanted to bring that up. You know, you talk in your book about taking action because I want everyone to know that you go through all these different steps. And he says it's within the action that dreams evolve from uh, from mere imaginings into tangible outcomes. Yeah. So talk about that. If You know, the action. We have to take the action because I think, you know, we do the people say, oh, I do the affirmations, but nothing's happening. Yes, and you're right. You're you're right on point. the The idea that that there are affirmations out here, and there's visualization, and you know, there's all these different steps to gratitude and and these things that we can do. Uh, but many of us, you know, we have this mindset of uh, pray and wait on the Lord. I know. In that way, and that'll be our destiny. But that's not true. And we have to put feet to our faith. You know, we have to walk the talk and so an affirmation or a visualization means nothing if you don't put them into action and so you know we can have these dreams and these desires and we can just hold them waiting for something to happen or we can get to work put it put it to action to bring them into fruition bring them forth yeah we have to take the action it's a combination of the spiritual and the earth we're, we're down here on earth and, and a lot of times i get caught up in the spiritual i will say you know but um, then I remember, oh, yeah, I have to live here and I got to do what I have to do. That's right. That's and, what we say. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. Right. And it's hard sometimes. It's really, it's difficult. You know, you tell us that's cool stories. Uh, there's a story of Sarah uh, Bradlove oh, that, yeah. Um, yeah, that you talk about in the book. She developed a hair care line for black women. I want you to talk about some of these things. Yeah, so this is Madam C.J. Walker, and, and back in the early 20th century, um, she uh, she created uh, hair care products for for African American women. Right. At the time, you know, there was there was there there was no differentiation, and, and it was clear that um, they, their hair wasn't getting you know the the nurturing that it needed, and right. so Madam C.J. Walker created. Uh, these hair care products and then she began to bring them to market but the way she brought them to market was by you know doing it incrementally you know changing her promotion style just a little bit you know changing her way of you know building her client base just a little bit and over time she was able to spread these products into the entire market and she did it through these these, these action steps you know wow. just taking it one step at a time yeah, and she came from parents who really didn't have a lot. Oh no, no, no! Yeah, she, you know, she came from very, um, uh, you know, at that time most most people in Madam C.J. Walker's uh, experience would have had slavery just a generation or two removed. Wow. So, yeah. So it, yeah, and it just shows, you know, if you have an idea or if you have this burning desire. You know, and that's what it really is. It's that it's that burning desire to whatever your dream is. I always tell everybody, whatever that desire is, is what you should do, and the money will come. You know, you allow yourself to feel yourself with that your your angel or your inner spirit or your higher power, whatever you call it, will will come forth and assist you in bringing it into bringing it into the world. 
Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. You also tell, um, yeah, and you talk about transforming dreams into your reality. You talk about Reverend Johnny Coleman. Mm. He was born in the South. I love these stories. So do you mind if I, I don't want to give too much away, but we'll give yeah. another story. So I, I tell these anecdotes because I want people to see that common everyday people were able to put these these things into practice and bring forth, you know, something greater. So Johnny Coleman, which which most people think is a man, but she's a woman. Oh, um, I thought it was a guy. No, no, she's a woman. Oh my god. She grew up in the South in a very uh, racially charged time, and she she moved to the Chicago area. And she went into seminary. She went to the same seminary school that I went to. Um, and so, and I kind of went because of her example to that school. Wow. But she, uh, she was told that she could not stay at this, at, on campus. She had to live off campus with like the cooks and, the, you know, the dining people, the waiters and whatnot. And so she, um, she stayed at the school and she, she brought up this big, she created this big stink. Her classmates got involved. The whole school um, got into it. And, you know, they changed the rule. But she, after finishing, she came back to Chicago and she opened up a, a small church on the South Side. And it was about positive, you know, having a positive mindset, coming into a conscious awareness of your truth, knowing who you are, knowing that the spirit of God lives within you, that your angels are there, you know, as intuitive guides, you know, taking you through. And she was able to build this community and, and not only a community of people, but the entire community just reshaping and, and, and retooling. And, you know, she made something out of nothing and it became this very beautiful thing. And, and, you know, later she had, you know, thousands of people coming to her services and, you know, it ended up spreading out into the world where she has, they have multiple churches all over the world. That's amazing. I think that's amazing. Yeah. She founded the Universal Foundation for Better Living. Yes. Yes. yes that's amazing. Well, you know, this book is fantastic, but I want to hear about what you're doing. What are you doing right now? What do you got coming up? Tell us what James Parker's doing. So James Parker is is taking the Wellspark on the road. So I <laughs> workshops, um, uh, master classes, speaking engagements. I really want to uh, take this information and spread it out into the world to bring into, you know, bring the world into a better place. Gandhi said, you know, you have to be the change you want to see. So I am out uh, just doing the work, you know, serving and sharing and uh, being the best, you know, patron of, of uh, the spirit of God that I can. That's phenomenal. I, I am with you. We are on the same page. So I'm just thrilled that you're here today. And what a great book. I mean, truly, it's inspired me. It inspired me to write this morning. It's inspired me to change my mindset. And, and in here, you guys, he tells you how to really work on yourself, you know, and that's what we all have to do. We just have to work on ourselves. It's not easy, no, but no. we got to do it. Well, how do people get in touch with you if they want so to? You can get in touch with me at thewellsparkbook.com. And, and also there you'll find, you know, there's a lot of freebies and giveaways. I give away 50 free affirmations, um, a book oh. excerpts, and, you know, there's a, a community of people there. We, we share, we talk, you know, and we come into, you know, this, this blended mindset of spirituality and finances to kind of bring forth, you know, this holistic view of wealth, you know, personal growth 
meaningful relationships, um, you know, rich and, and full life of purpose and sustained success, you know, something that ultimately you, you'll craft a life that is not just lived, but lived abundantly. So the yeah. com. That's awesome. Yeah, because God doesn't want us to be unhappy. And no. prosperity is, there's enough for all, everybody. I just want to yeah. say that. There's enough for everybody. It's our own mindset that keeps us in a certain place. Yeah. Well said. Beautiful. Yes. Well, James, I'm so glad you came on today. All right, you guys, we have to get out of here for today, but I'm really glad everyone joined me. If you have a chance, pick up my book, Wake Up, The Universe is Speaking to You. It's at Barnes & Noble or at um, Amazon.com. And my new angel book will be out next year. All right, guys, I am so appreciative for everyone joining us. I hope everyone has a fabulous week and God bless.